Hey there, welcome to Horizon. My name's Chris and I'm one of the pastors of the church and we are so glad that you're spending time with us today. No matter if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or catching us later in the week on Spotify, we are so glad that you're joining us as we finish off this message series called A New Normal. In 2020, I learned one important value in life and there is that there are two types of people in the world. When, we, when people get stressed, you're either a person that wants to completely veg out and chill, just turn on Netflix and I don't want to think about anything. I don't want to do anything. I want to be completely numb and mindless for the next hour. And this has been so true in my own life. I am the father of three small kids and there is nothing more in the world that I want come nine o'clock at night than to turn on the TV, not think about anything related to my kids, to work, just to veg out and chill. That's how I have dealt with the stress of 2020 and so many so many nights. The other type of person in the world is the one that at nine o'clock at night when the kids are in bed, if you're my wife, you clean everything in the house like a cyclone. It makes no sense which, how you're cleaning or what you're doing. Like literally, she'll be grabbing dirty clo- or clean clothes and throwing them in the dirty clothes. She'll, she'll be at nine o'clock at night going into the back shed to get out a pressure washer and she's gonna like pressure wash the house at nine o'clock at night. Like, they want to clean everything and it makes absolutely no sense, but it's the way they deal with stress. So I don't know what type of person that you are, whether you're a, a veg out and chill on Netflix or you are a cleaning like a cyclone person, but I'm sure that in 2020, you have dealt with the sadness, the loss, the stress of 2020 in one of those two ways, or maybe it's another handful of other ways that we deal with our stress to avoid it, to escape it, to numb it. Maybe for you, it's, it's that online shopping late at night. You're like, Ooh, I didn't even know I needed that, but now I want it and I'm gonna spend the next hour researching why I should buy this. Or for you, maybe it's you, you have just had so many things where you are working and you're like, pastor, I just love working, but your work in and of itself becomes a way that we escape, we numb, we avoid the stress and loss and sadness that we experienced in 2020. Or you would might say, I just really like eating, Pastor, but when you have a secret stash that you hide from your loved ones that we're using to numb, to avoid, escape. Or maybe it's that I just love a glass of wine at the end of the day. That glass of wine turns into two to three to five and the entire bottle is done and we've used it to numb, to avoid, to escape the things that we're feeling. Or maybe it's, it's been sex and relationships. We're using those as ways that we avoid and escape and numb what we felt in 2020. For each of us, I think those are the those four emotions of stress, of pain, of loss, of sadness, are, are things that we felt overwhelmingly more in 2020 than probably any year before. And I think it asks the deep question of what, what really is going inside of us? What's going on inside of us? What's going on deep in our souls that we've felt those and we've wanted to escape? to avoid all those feelings, to numb them in so many ways. What's going on inside? And it's a deep soul problem that's within us. Because here's the thing, when we avoid, when we escape, when we numb, it may work for an instant. It works for that moment. It works on the outside of us, but it doesn't get to that deep underlying question of what's going on inside. Why are we feeling this way? And so I want to read today from a, a little bit from Psalm 61. And Psalm 61 was written by a guy named King David. You may, may have heard of him. He, he's kind of a famous guy in, in the Old Testament. You may have heard of him of that story of David and Goliath. That's the same guy, King David. And he's, he's writing these words in Psalm 61 because he's being chased. And there's a guy that wants to kill King David. His name is Absalom. 
And Absalom um, is, sounds just like one of those old uh, Bible names uh, that's long. We don't use it anymore. It's not a common name anymore. Um, but here's the thing. Absalom is just not another guy to David. Absalom is actually David's son. David's own son wants to murder him, is, is chasing him down, and wants to kill him. David was experiencing loss. His son that he loved wanted to kill him. He was experiencing sadness. He was stressed. And this is, this is what he, he wrote in Psalm 61. He wrote these words. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. And I, I want to stop right here. Hear my cry, O God. Listen to my prayer. The first thing that David does right here is he acknowledges. He acknowledges that he has stress. He has loss. He has sadness in his life. He acknowledges right here that there are so many things that he could be running to, to numb this pain. But he says, hear my cry. God, I cry. Hear me. Things are not well in my life. And I think so many times in our life, we don't stop to acknowledge that we're feeling sadness. We don't stop to acknowledge that we are stressed, that we, we feel like things around us are crumbling and we're losing control. We don't stop to acknowledge those things in our life. But David, right here in the first verse, acknowledges those things that he's feeling, that his life is, is just is crumbling around him. And yet, so many times in our life, instead of acknowledging, I feel stressed right now, instead of acknowledging that, we run to we run to food, we run to drinking, we run to our work, we run to cleaning, we run to vegging out, to numbing. So many times in our life, it's because we, I think many of us don't even know why we're running to those things because we don't take time to acknowledge what's even at the root of why we feel this way. And so when we keep reading it in, in Psalm 61, it says, from the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you are my refuge, a strong tower against my foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. I want to be covered in the safety of your wings David is completely overwhelmed right now in this moment, and he cries out to God, protect me from Absalom, who wants to kill me. Protect me. He's radically honest with God. That I'm just going to say it right here for you. You don't even have to say it, that his life sucks in this moment. His life sucks. And he's crying out to God, I want your protection around me. And he cries out to God, and so how many times in our life do we really take time to acknowledge and then cry out to God? God, I, I am stressed. I, I've, I remember that, that feeling of losing my job before, and I live every day stressed that I'm going to lose my job again. Or maybe it's we have that anger. We have anger from, from a past relationship that my dad walked out on me when I was just a kid and I live angry every day and fearful that someone else in my life that's important is going to walk out on me. And we never cry out to God to share that anger. Or maybe it's that we've lost someone that we love in 2020. We've lost someone we love and 
we feel that loss and we miss them. We miss them deeply. We didn't get to say goodbye to them in the ways that we, ever, we imagined saying goodbye to them. And we live each day with that, that sadness and loss. Or maybe we poured our lives into, into someone. We thought this relationship was going to work out, that this was going to be the one, and we've lost that relationship now. We've lost it, and we, we are hurting right now. Are we taking time to cry out to God? And here's the thing. I think God shows up in mighty ways, not only when we cry out to him, but I think God breaks into our lives when we cry out to friends, cry out to someone else that we love. When we begin to, to share that we're hurting with someone else, I think it's in those moments that God begins to work in our life to heal us. Because when we tell someone else that we're hurting, when we share it with someone else, when we cry out to a good friend, a good friend of faith, it's those people that are, are to encourage us. It's those people that are to con- we're to confess to. It's those people that are going to pray for us. When we even can't pray for ourselves, it's those people that, that are told to love us. It's those people that are, are going to let God in in that moment to us. Remind us that God is walking with us, that God is that strong tower of strength around us, those, those wings that we can hide in in this moment when we are feeling sadness and loss, when we're stressed, that we don't have to run to that other thing, whether it's the food, the drinking, the work, the relationships, to numb us, that, it, that we can actually rest in God's presence. When we tell someone else that we're having a hard time, it's a reminder to us that you, you're not alone, you're not crazy, that we go through this together, that someone is standing right here with you in this moment. If there's one thing from 2020 that I, I want to take with us, it's the, the new normal uh, of the Zoom culture in some ways. Listen to, listen to me. I know you're probably over Zoom meetings. But there's something really intimate in the way that, that we brought people into our homes in ways that, that we, I don't think, did before. If you've ever been on a Zoom call with me, there are two things you probably know about my life that I wouldn't have just like shared immediately with you. The first is if you've ever had a Zoom call with me during the middle of the day this past summer, you probably saw some kids running through the background, bursting in to the bedroom door when I was trying to to hide away. And I'm going to get some work done. I've got a Zoom call. You probably didn't experience any of this if you have kids. I'm sure I was the only one that couldn't wrangle their kids to to stay out of the Zoom call. The second thing is still, if you do a Zoom call with me uh, in the evening right now, you will know that I've got two small dogs that also like to participate in Zoom calls, and they will be in my lap, particularly our black dog, Scooby. So just, just for the record, you know those things about my life. You know what the walls of our house look like behind me. And there are things that I've learned about you uh, through this. And I think there's something that we can take with us, that we aren't able to hide everything in our lives, that we can we can cry out to God and and to those around us that we are in need. And so my prayer for us today is that that God will begin to heal those pieces of our lives. God will begin to heal those pieces when we acknowledge and cry out. One of the the toughest parts of being a pastor in this time was, you know, we're we're a young church, we're still pretty fragile. We're just 2 years in. And so often I would 
wake up at night being like, today's going to be the day that our church ends. Like, this is going to be it. Like, we just can't handle this. This is so much stress. Like, we're going to lose it. It's all going to be over. But over and over again, I saw God work in mighty ways. I saw God work in your lives where you shared what God was up to. You encouraged me even when I felt like I couldn't take another step. And I just wanted to veg out and on Netflix and not even think about the stress and the loss that I felt like I was experiencing. I never imagined that, that January 2021, I would still even be, I would even be preaching to a camera right now. That was not the trajectory that, that we were on as a church, but God has shown up in mighty ways because of the ways that you have worked in my own life. And so I want to thank you for that. And so if you are, are crying out right now, please reach out to us, drop us a note in the comments, send us an email send us a message, DM us, wherever you're watching from. We want to be part of how God surrounds you in love right now, that you don't have to keep numbing and avoiding and running from those things that are causing you pain, that the new normal is that we care for each other. The new normal is that we are open to the hurt that we're experiencing because God wants to heal that. We want to see you grow and flourish, and that's how God shines light and ignites change in 2021 in our new in our new normal of living. And so would you join me in prayer? God, we come to you today acknowledging that there are so many things that we have felt in the last year. We have felt the loss of jobs, the loss of loved ones. We're sad that that so many things that we imagined that would be happening right now still have not come to fruition. We've been stressed about how we would deal with, with being at home, how would we parent, how would we do our jobs. And God, so many times we didn't come to you. We didn't even want to acknowledge that we are feeling those things, and we ran to so many destructive habits in our lives instead of you, instead of to the community that you've called to surround us. And God, today in this moment, I pray, I pray that your Holy Spirit would come at work in our lives to heal us. God, I know that, that it won't be perfect, and I, I know it, it won't happen maybe instantaneously always. We still may walk and move forward with a limp, but you are at work to heal those broken parts of our lives. You want to see us made whole, made new. And in this 2021, God, Make that work start today. Help us to, to cry out to you when we don't have it all together. That it's, it's in that spot, in that place that you meet us. You made us to make us new, to make us a new creation. And we pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.